This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us this morning. We are... Um, let's see, I'm Tana and Mike, yay, I'm Mike. <laughs> at the Lynn Group, and we are going to be discussing some really important information today. Hopefully, it'll give you a little more confidence in what you are uh, probably hearing in the news. We're going to look at some data and some facts, and uh, we got a lot to talk about this morning. We should do the gas comparison first, Tana. <laughs> Have you bought gas recently? I haven't, actually. I haven't. I know. You should drive more. I the, love walking um, though. It's so beautiful outside. I like to just walk to pick up the kids. So yeah, I'm, I don't I'm do a whole lot. I'm excited of to say I paid five fifty six on Saturday. Ouch! A gallon Ouch. of gas. Ouch! Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. Um, it's crazy. And I saw the national average. So last week there was an article that said the national average on the news it was at three eighty something. Um, yeah, and, that's and pretty just, much it just, where we're it just at. Just went over four. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but when I was in Texas uh, a month ago, I yeah. paid two eighty, okay, eight two eighty nine, and some guy was complaining at the gas station of how high it was because two years right? ago I paid a buck sixty four by the airport. So yeah, um, no, I know it's crazy. It's amazing. Look, there's a lot of chaos going on right now. I mean, it, it is it is daunting, and and I'm finally it's like starting to weigh on me, right? I. Tana and I show we've always been the glasses half full. Uh, you know, I I believe. I still believe what I believe, and that is that there's two things that drive markets, emotions and numbers. I believe the numbers are still strong. They're mm -hmm. still there. They justify the market going up. The problem is emotions always weigh on us, right? right. And emotions have been weighing. I mean, you go back two weeks ago on Saturday, you know, um, Putin starts talking about nuke stuff. Mm. And I remember my heart sinking. You're like, yeah. oh gosh, what That's are we terrible. talking about? This can't right. be real. Um, you know, and then, you know, over the weekend, kind of the same thing, you know, I'm watching the news, there's all this footage, there's all this drama yeah. and, and it's just really weighing because guys just carpet bombing the country and, mm -hmm. you know, there ain't going to be much left when this is all said and done. And, and it, it's just, it's tragic. It is. Absolutely. Know? And, you know, I, I don't know what the right answer is because it, it's very interesting to follow all of the the back and forth, you know, Hey, should we have a no fly zone? And then Putin says, anyone that does that, I'm going to be mad. Mm -hmm. And then they say, well, just kidding. We don't want you madder. Yeah. It, it is a lot of push heck, and pull One heck of a mess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the reality is, yeah, I think you and I were talking about it last week is, you know, this is a social moral humanitarian crisis. This is mm -hmm. disgusting and horrific mm -hmm. and sad that the world does junk like this. Um, the reality though, of what Tana and I do is we have to kind of boil it all down to individual situations, right? Mm -hmm. Our job is to help individuals make sure that their retirement is intact. Remember Tana and I, you know, if things get ugly, guess what? We still have our faculties. We can still go to work and we can still reinvent ourselves. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go get a job at Denny's here pretty quickly. No, Just you're kidding. not. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That's, 
It's just funny how you like what you think about on your free time. You, you kind of dream like, about oh, it sometimes when it gets real hectic. You can work You're at like, Lowe's oh, and tell people where to go find get a screws. different job. Oh, plumbing is over there. Something over less there. stressful. You know, um, no, nah, I love no, what I do. I know, and I know you do, I know. Tana. Yeah, I do. Um, I Absolutely. like the challenge. I like the numbers. I, I, I like too. trying to understand and navigate it and help people with yeah. it. But the reality is agree. this stuff weighs on us just as much as it weighs on mm-hmm. all of our listeners and all of our viewers. Um, and it stinks. And so what our job is, is to try to bring you unbiased information to help mm-hmm. you make informed decisions without getting the Mr. Emotion bug really destroying thoughts. Um, one of the things we talked about last week, Tana, is we had some historical charts and we were saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, what happens during conflicts? And one of the things that we brought up looking at a number of previous conflicts is the adage of uh, or a historical context of by the invasion that historically once the invasion happens with a lot of these things historically that's really at the bottom of the market and one way or another the market's been very volatile since our last show in just one week right but what's the reality the reality is is the market's still a little bit higher from when the invasion right. started so far, you know, Very it, doesn't interesting. it doesn't go down. Right. Um, it went up, it went down, it went up, it mm-hmm. went down. And so it's just been kind of bouncing around. But at the moment, the S and P, the NASDAQ, things like that have been trending a little over 1% higher mm-hmm. from when the invasion started. And so, you know, you start to wonder, okay, this is interesting. The, the war has gotten visually worse than what people thought, right? Mm-hmm. The, the rhetoric hasn't seemed to improve. Right. Yet, yet the stock market hasn't full blown imploded. I mean, even something like in the last couple of days, we've watched the price of a barrel of oil hit a, what, a 15 year high. Yeah. Um, oil wow. hasn't been this high since uh, I think 2007 or 2008, you know, now it's going to, it's going to sting all, us all a little bit, right? Because it's going to cause the cost of our fuel to go up. It's going to cause everything to go up a little bit based on transportation. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't help the theme of inflation. But once again, everything kind of goes back to like the higher moral ground here. And and the reality is, is not that we want to, but if we got to pay a few more bucks for things, and this is, you know, one of our, our jobs as humans on earth to try to combat what's going on uh, with Mr. Putin, then it kind of is what it is. You know mm-hmm. what? A little bit of pain hopefully will solve the problem. Um, hopefully. I have a fake yeah. wood table, but I knocked on it anyways. I have real wood. <laughs> I'll yeah, knock on it. Last couple of years, they've invented words for people like you. The um, <laughs> we won't share them here. We won't. We won't add to that. No, we won't. The uh, oh, that was awesome. The uh, here, here's an interesting article. So Tana sent me this over the weekend, yeah. and, and I thought it it really kind of nailed, um, nailed a lot because remember a lot of what we're worried about is the numbers. If the mm-hmm. numbers can hold true, if things can continue to make sense, then all of the sudden mysteriously one day the market's going to grind a whole lot higher, a whole lot quicker and people mm-hmm. can say, "Oh, whoops, what happened?" Yeah. yeah. This is historically what has almost always happened. And you don't want to um, miss it. I guess before I show Tana's article, I'll kind of pull up my economist thing real quick that I like to use um where I just follow economic data. Let me make this a little bigger. So last week was a great week, right? We got jobs numbers that came in. We had almost 700,000 jobs created in February. Remember, we're living in the tale of two cities here, right? The the chaos of the news, mm-hmm. the emotion of the world, all of this anxiety just shaking the heck out of us. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden behind the scenes, though, 
Right. Have the numbers coming out. And oddly enough, the nev- numbers don't seem to be disappointing. Right. In February, remember, all this war junk's been going on basically in February. Yeah, the invasion started, but everyone knew the invasion was basically happening two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. There was almost 700,000 jobs created in February. It, you know, they had estimated like 420,000 jobs. This was a blowout number. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting, Tana, do you remember the thing I criticized in the January's jobs report by any chance? Oh, well, yeah. So the, well. You're getting close. I know. I'm, just, it's right there. It's, it, hourly wage went, <laughs> or no, hourly, uh, amount of hours worked. Went down. Hours worked, went down. Right, went down, right. Went down. So what we talked about was, <laughs> I threw Sorry. on the spot there. You don't remember a month ago what we no. talked about specifically? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, so the average amount of hours went down. And so even though there was good jobs created in January, mm-hmm. when you figure out the math of how much hours were lost, it still kind of took the air out of the excitement of the report. Right. Well, conversely, February was fundamentally different. In February's report, and I know it's hard to see here in the small print, but the report was an eight, a 0.8% increase in total number of hours worked. That was huge. Mm-hmm. So not only did we create new jobs, Right. Also, the average amount of people working, the amount that they worked was a little more. And that's huge. That's that much more payroll tax. Mm -hmm. That's that much more money people make. It's that much more economy created. Right. Always great. Oddly enough, too, in the report in um, December and January, 92,000 jobs were revised up. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, this was a this was great. I like this. And once again, it kind of plays into that theme. We need strong economics. If we have strong economics, in the end, things will work themselves out. If we have bad economics with emotional chaos, then we're all going to be living in Tana's Tana's (laughs) compound. No, I don't have a compound. Or 100-acre estate. I don't don't have 100 acres. Sorry. With a a, a gate. She She got guards. Gate guards. Oh, dear. <sighs> don't we all wish the um <laughs> all right all right all right going back to tana's article i'm sorry tana i didn't okay, mean it's to okay they they flecked i don't know i'm making up a word there i don't know what i did digress ingress <sighs> regress i don't know anyways this was an interesting article i appreciate mm-hmm. you sending me tana because it, it really highlights further numbers so one of the things CNBC has these rapid updates where they're always bugging economists and analysts mm-hmm. for data because, you know, they're the, the leader of information. So they always like to put stuff out there. And so they run with 14 forecasts from the U.S. economy and they look at GDP and they start to create these month over month numbers. And so like in the pretty chart, if you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble, you see the blue and the orange charts. So the blue numbers are what analysts thought would be GDP growth for the each quarter this year. And then the orange numbers are what they currently estimate. Mm -hmm. And so for the first quarter, they estimate about a 2% GDP. And then they're expecting a higher second quarter GDP. But blah, 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 blah. You boil it all down. Even though you see for the second, third, and fourth quarter, the, the orange bars went down a little bit. They're still estimating third quarter GDP to be, or excuse me, uh, 2022 GDP growth to be over 3%. Mm, Yeah. Now that's good. Right. That is, that is good. Last year's GDP was just revised up to 7%. Right. Now it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I get some emails from some people and we get some comments and, um, 
you know, the word stagflation was thrown around. Um, uh, one person that we're good friends with, um, I won't say their name. It rhymes with Darren Dance. You know who you are. The um, we love him. It was an internal like joke to him. So no, I Again, know. I think it's know, great. He, he said that I didn't live through the seventies and eighties. <laughs> I didn't live through the seventies for sure, but Tana did. And <laughs> well, part of them. That's good, right? I was pretty young. So, so Tana was like six during stagflation. So, yes. you know, I'm sure she very well totally. remembers it. She yes. probably wrote essays in third grade about it and, and did economic forecasts. Just kidding. I, I was a baby. I was born in 81. So I, I, I was around for three hours of it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what is stagflation? Though stagflation is an interesting one, right? It's, it's the, the rise in prices defined by inflation. So we're, we've got that piece of the puzzle right now, right? We got a lot of inflation. And then it's got the decline of growth. So the decline mm-hmm. of GDP, GDP growing down. So you have rising prices, lowering growth. The, the biggest catalyst historically of defining stagflation, though, when you look at defi- uh, declining growth, is really about an increase in unemployment, right? And so um, from the 70s and 80s, there was something created called the misery index. And the misery index kind of played off of that and said the more people that become unemployed and then the more that prices rise, obviously, the more pain we get, the more misery we get. And so they kind of tracked that index. And to be fair, the index has been going up because the costs have been going up. But what I thought was interesting is as we try to define, you know, what would really constitute the concept of stagflation? I mean, you could make a mathematical argument maybe now that because we have high inflation and technically a decline in GDP, right? Last year, GDP was 7%. This year, it's only going to be 3%. So you say, oh my gosh, I've got declining growth. I've got Mm -hmm. increased costs. That's like the, the making for the story. The problem is the story is still weak, right? Because you come back to like my earnings report. One of the yeah. things I didn't mention is the unemployment rate dropped to 3.8%. Right. Um, full employment is somewhere between 4 and 5%. So technically, the country is fully employed. Mm-hmm. We don't exactly have the phenomenon at the moment where we have an increasing unemployment rate. Um, still mathematically, if anybody cares, we still have less jobs in the economy than pre-COVID. And that's because some people have left the the labor market. Right. So we still have a low unemployment rate like pre-COVID, but less people working, I think, by the tune of one and a half or two million jobs. So it'd be nice to, to pick those up. But to that theme, you know, stagflation is a is a concept. It is a concern. It is a, you know, one of those things that could come to fruition. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was that the right word I used? I don't know. Yeah, that is the right word. I did it. I did it. So here I pulled up, I pulled up GDP growth though. Uh, year over year GDP growth rate. So if anyone's watching this on the TV, the little blue line kind of shows where GDP was mm-hmm. and if it's going up or going down every year. So the at the bottom of the page, the red and green bars kind of say, hey, it went up one year, 5%. It was down because it, it came down less than what it was the year before. So the reality is when you track the change of GDP growth, it's constantly red and green. It's constantly up and down. And when you look at this from where do we go back to 1960 to now, even though this is it's one of those ironic websites where it says now, but it doesn't have 2021 or right. That's a bummer. Well, they just haven't like processed all the data yet. Right. Okay. That's still kind of finalizing. So but when you look at it since the 60s between 2019 and 2020, anyone remember what happened then? COVID. <laughs> of course. Remember that? 
Yeah, I uh, remember. I don't know. I don't know if anyone remembers that no one talks about it anymore. Everyone's busy <laughs> talking about the war. Um, so anyways, we had the worst contraction ever in GDP. <laughs> really, if you look at it this way, ever recorded, right? I mean, it's the, that's the lowest little bubble we got on the map here ever since the 70s. And so you have this massive yeah. contraction in GDP, right? It, right? it became a negative number. So that was very concerning. Prior to that, though, what was GDP? It was just floating around around this 2 3% rate. Normal, yeah. And so you kind of get into the historical norms of what the feds want. Right. You know, if we can get GDP growth of 2%, if we can keep inflation under 2%, you know, it just kind of keeps things normal and bouncing around and moving around. And so prior to the COVID mess, we had low inflation, you know, a little bit of GDP growth, but nothing too exciting. And then all of a sudden it craters out. Now to put it in perspective, GDP for 2021 was 7%. Yeah, that's right? fantastic. That's a pretty big growth yeah. rate. It's going to pop us way back up. Right. Already in 2022, it's estimated to be over 3%. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. over the last 10 years, that's actually a historically high growth rate. Mm -hmm. um, that's a positive. Right? You know, we look at that. You were, so now technically it's not going to be as high as it was last year, but that's because last year is going to be almost also the highest. There's a phenomenon, Tana. That's always funny about things that commonly when you look at rates of returns, the worst and the best are closely related. And this is where people screw up with investing is you'll have the worst decline ever recorded. Okay. Followed by the best decline ever recorded. Um, and, and so like even followed by even, the best increase or decline. I don't know. Both. No, no, no. Normally you get the decline first and then the increase. Right. So I like, for example, you go back just a couple weeks ago we had the worst decline for the year right. happen, like on a Monday. But then just a few days later, we had the best increase in six right. months happen. And so it's interesting because if you get into the emotional psychology of saying, uh, everything is bad, everything is scary, I want to sell, you miss out on those handful of days. Right. And those are the most impactful ones for most portfolios. Yeah, very crucial. So it's pretty interesting to see that, you know, if our GDP is over 3% this year and that, that holds true, and then on top of it, if analysts who know everything are right about inflation, let me come down here to inflation. Mm -hmm. Oh, they put an ad on here. It's real nice. <laughs> I can't show the chart and the inflation. So basically what it says, inflation at the moment is kind of around 4%. They expect it to be under 2.5% by the end of the year. And so they're, you know, kind of messing with the numbers, but they're tracking it on a 12-month trend. And so if that's true... That's good. You know, we want yeah. inflation to come down. Inflation right. can happen for a couple of reasons. Obviously, there's supply chain things that need to happen, mm -hmm. but also the consumer is very actively outspending money. We we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Retail sales were abnormally high in January. Mm -hmm. So people are choosing to spend money even though there's inflation. They're choosing to spend right. money even though there's chaos. There's a lot going on. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Yeah, no, on another news. side note, kind of getting back into the numbers, um, Institute of Supply Management Non-Manufacturing Index, it says it declined, right? So decline sounds like a bad word to 56.5. But you notice on this cute chart for anyone looking at this, there's a, a little adorable red line that runs across the 50 number. Anything that's above 50 is considered expansion. So that means, mm. you know. We're still above that. Non-manufacturing index is expanding. Mm -hmm. You come down here to the manufacturing index. So different things that's still above the 50 line. So, mm -hmm. you know, manufacturing is expanding. 
the mm-hmm. Institute of Supply Chain Management is, you know, saying some positive stuff is going on there. So it's tough because once again, you turn on the news and it is an utter bloodbath. Right. right. You talk to your friends. It's chaos. Mm-hmm. You look at your accounts. You're upset. Yeah. You know, I mean, pick your poison right now. So there's, true. There's, like, there's very little things to feel good about. There's so much anxiety. There's so much yeah. stress. Um, and it's tough. And we understand that. And last mm-hmm. year, I was a little obnoxious. Last year, last week. <laughs> at least I caught myself. You know, we were a little obnoxious. I included Tana in there. Even though <laughs> the, Tana said some very rude things. We're a little obnoxious no. kind of about the idea of, you know, planning your cash flow in retirement. Yeah. And the most important thing that you can do is have a proper retirement plan. So mm-hmm. when Tana and I build income plans, we try to bucket money into segments and say, okay, the money that we need in the near term, the next number of years, we want to be pretty conservative with it. Mm-hmm. And the place where we take risk is with the money we don't need for way down the road. Right. So if you build a good, healthy plan that takes that into account, even though things are upsetting right now, mm-hmm. The reality is you're still in a good place. You still have your income. You still have your cash flow. You can absorb what's going on. Um, I mean, it's still a fascinating phenomenon. As chaotic as things feel, doesn't it feel like everything is horrible, Tana? Yeah, you know, sometimes it just it is. Does. Yeah, a big and, and, and dark cloud. But... Is, as bad as it is, the S&P is only down 9 or 10% yeah, this year. I mean, it's still right. sound, like it feels like it should be down a ton. Mm-hmm. You know what lost? 30, 40% two years ago, yeah. in five weeks. Right. We haven't even scratched the surface of that <laughs> yet. Somehow we all lived through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was two years ago. I mean, it's just crazy. So, Hey, oh, I don't know. What else, Tan? Anything good from Medicare? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing to Give talk about. Medicare. With Medicare. I know there's Medicare. nothing. Mm-mm. All right. Well, call us. If you're freaking out, call us. If you're concerned about your income yeah. plan, call us. If you're getting your account statement and you need to talk about it, call us. Mm-hmm. We are here. This is all we do. This is why we're here. We do a little bit else, but this is mainly all we do. <laughs> this is but what we love to call. do. 805-500-7035. Visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And if you need to reach us directly, let me give you Tana's cell phone number and Tana's email address. Perfect. I don't it's mind. Tax season. Get your taxes done. That's true. Don't wait till the last minute, everybody. Very true. All right. Well, that's good enough for now, Tan. I appreciate you hanging out for this. Chaos. Yeah. All right. Oh, I got to play the video. I'm always bad at that part. Why, why is the why is the closing video the hardest part of this? <sighs> Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lind Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lind Group LLC. The Lind Group LLC and the Lind Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lind Group LLC the Lind Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.